Hey guys, here we are, the Quick and Out MMA podcast. We're doing episode 18 tonight. Uh, we were actually supposed to be joined by Matt Frivola. We're going to give him a really hard time since he didn't decide to uh, hang out with us tonight. But in his place, aptly there, uh, we have Billy Corintello. How you doing, Billy? Good, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so this will be the first time in the show's history, all 18 episodes, that we have somebody with another Q last name, so this is groundbreaking stuff we've got going on here. Two Qs, two Qs, let's go. Let's two Qs go. the way to go, so I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, you've got a huge fight coming up, and per Wikipedia and you know other sources, it looks like you're actually the co-main event, so how exciting is that, knowing you know this is your, your third UFC fight, really? Fourth if you count the Contender Series, but really... Your third fight in the big leagues, and they're already putting that much clout on you, uh, you know, moving forward. Um, yeah, I, um, I, I, a bunch of people sent me that that I'm the co-main event. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true it is. Uh, the UFC never told me anything, so I, you know, it doesn't really matter where they put me in the fight card. Uh, you know, I don't. I'm sure my pay is not going to go up at all. But uh, you know, whether I'm the prelims, main card, co-main event, whatever, I'm just, uh, I'm just super excited to get back in there and fight again. You know, I've had a great training camp so far, and uh, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, probably my uh, a breakout performance for me. You know, you know, being a little more mainstream now. Well, yeah, and absolutely, and I know, you know, we'll kind of talk about this a little bit more. We were going to talk about it with Matt, obviously, but he had his fight a couple months ago, that actually got pulled uh, due to that, you know, that positive test. So, you know, we were going to give, you know, let him give you some crap about that, but um, I feel like. The UFC's really ramped up testing. They've really ramped up, you know, precautions. So have you seen a lot more of that, you know, in the fights that you've had so far? And, you know, do you feel like you guys really are, you know, safer uh, than you were right when this started? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think that I think they've done a, a good job throughout this whole, uh, you know, pandemic. Um, for my fight and for Matt's fight, you know, they test us once we got there. Um, and actually for this fight, we actually had to send in, we had to do a COVID test and send it in beforehand. So I actually did one yesterday where I sent in, um, you know, I sent, I basically sent in a COVID test Mm -hmm. and if any of those tests, uh, you know, come back positive, then we we won't be able to fly out there. So that's something that they've added. They've actually added some more blood work too, that I have to get done. Mm -hmm. Um, and then EKG test. I don't, I'm not really sure why with that, but, uh, yeah, they, there's a lot more testing going on now. We have, we've had to jump through some hoops. But uh, at the end of the day, as long as everything's good to go, I'm, I'm excited to fight. I haven't, you know, nothing's changed for me physically. So I just, uh, you know, I hope, hopefully, uh, you know, I'm praying every day that everything is, is goes smooth and uh, we can get these fights going. Absolutely. And isn't that just like a weird thing to have to worry about now? You know, before it was like, make sure you don't get injured in camp and make sure you don't, you know, do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing. And now it's, now we got to worry about this. Is that a different mindset that you have to go into you know, fights now, especially with your, you know, kind of firsthand experience with, you know, how it can affect a, a fight. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, you know, like when this, uh, you know, when, 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 when this whole pandemic started, you would, you know, I, I personally thought that, uh, you know, that, that to have COVID that you'd have some symptoms, you know, you'd be, you know, you'd be sick, you'd be, you know, you know, maybe on a ventilator or, you know, you, 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 you could tell. And when I flew out there to corner Matt, um, I had no symptoms at all. I had like maybe a stuffy nose, which I usually have anyway. Cause I, you know, it's been broken a few times. <laughs> um, so now it's kind of like you could, you could literally be what you think is completely fine. 
and they could they could pull your fight from you, which you know it makes sense why they have to do that. But uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. It's in the back of your mind, but I try not to think about it as much now because there's really not too much we can do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to you know kind of you know not go to certain classes with a lot of people, but it's kind of hard because you also have a fight coming up and you got to cut weight too. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, it presents itself with all new challenges, and I feel like. You know, once things move forward, I don't want to say... I lost him. I can't hear you. Oh, how about now? Oh, technical difficulties, guys. Part of the fight game. Let's see. Can Billy hear us? Hold on. Oh. Yo. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? All right, guys, hold on one second. Can you hear me? Yo. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. It's crazy. That's a first. Let's see what's going on here. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us through that little technical difficulty. It's not the 2020 unless something goes wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, you know, I really, I really like what you what you said, and you know, like I said, I don't want things to go back. You know, things will never go back to normal. I think we've pretty much said that. But I feel like now fighters are going to change, kind of. You know. A lot of the hygiene things, a lot of, you know, awareness. And like you said, you're having to pick and choose which classes to go to, but yet still be able to train for a fight. So do you feel like coming on the, you know, the back end of this, that a lot more fighters are going to be kind of in a better mindset and kind of a completely different way of approaching the the fight game? Yeah, you kind of have to be, you know. Um, You know, for like the last fight, for the Spike Carlisle fight, we um it was you know it's pretty much shut, everything was shut down here anyway so mm-hmm. i was only doing um like a couple maybe maybe an hour a day at the gym and there was only a select group of people that we were training with and then all my other training sessions were you know at home with zoom classes um or you know riding my bike or running so it, it's opened back up a little bit but i'm still very uh you know especially now that it's getting closer and closer to the fight i'm, I'm pretty particular with uh who i'm training with yeah, and it's it's weird that you have to do that, but at this point, it's it's kind of essential um, to have that in the back of your mind, but not make it the only thing you're focused on, uh, you know, coming up for a huge fight uh, that you have coming. Absolutely. So, I want to kind of give everybody who doesn't know you, you know, I think at this point, everybody should kind of know you. Um, you know, we've we've known each other for a long time, we've been talking for a long mm-hmm. time. Uh, I think it's ironic, and I think it's funny, and I don't think I ever told you this, but you actually won the Contender Series on my birthday, so it was like oh, my man. it was like my birthday present getting to see you uh, get that contract. So I want to kind of go all the way back to you know the beginning of Billy Q and how uh, you know we got to where we are today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean uh, I've been you know I've lived in Tampa for. I've lived in I've lived in, in been in Tampa for uh, since 2010 now, and, and I've been trained under Matt Arroyo. And uh, you know, basically, when I when I moved here from Buffalo, 
I basically told Matt, you know, I want to be in the UFC. I was already training a little bit at that point, and, uh, you know, I felt like he was the guy that could help me get there. And, uh, you know, long story short, we just kept fighting, and, and, you know, we fought all over Tampa. We fought all over Florida. Um, I, I went back up to Buffalo, Western New York, fought there a few times, um, eventually went pro, um, you know, got off to a, a good start, went 6-1, and one, got on the ultimate fighter. Um, you know, that didn't go my way. So I've, I've gone through, uh, you know, my – I've taken my wins, I've taken my losses, and, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten, you know, said no to a few times by the UFC, um, you know, because we were always, Arroyo was always messaging them, trying to get me in, and uh, then it wasn't until the Contender Series on your birthday that I, I finally broke through, you know, after a lot of ups and downs, a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, wondering, am I ever going to make it, you know, am, am I ever going to get here, so that was always, my, my goal ever, ever since I moved to Tampa was to be a world champion, and to for me to, to get to that point was to get into the UFC first. So that was one of like the biggest goals that I had written down to you know to get in the UFC and to to get to that point and to clear that goal. Now I can you know now these la- this last year or so I've been focusing on that the next biggest thing, which is to be a world champion. And you know whoever's in my ways, you know I got to beat. And I and I really love that you you brought it up that you know the UFC said no to you a few times. If I do remember correctly. Um, you were actually asked to take a short notice fight back in, I want to say 2017, right before your V3 fight. Um, so, you know, I want you yeah. to kind of talk about that experience because then moving forward from that, you had to look back and go, did I make the right decision? You know, did I, did I do what was best? Yeah, they, um, they, they actually, uh, offered me a contender series fight. Um, it was like the same time I, I had like a couple weeks before the contender or the, uh, from my, uh, my V3 fight and I was in contract with them and I already had sold out a bunch of tickets. And so what I was hoping for was I would go in and, you know, I had I basically had to say no to this short notice contender fight because I, you know, I was in contract with them and I really didn't even, you know, I didn't even try to get out of it because, you know, I signed up for it. I had already sold a ton of tickets because it was right here in Tampa. And so, yeah, it was a, it, it was a risky move. And looking back, who, you know, it, I guess it was the right move because I'm here now. But I ended up winning that fight against Eric Reynolds. And uh, shortly after that is when I tore my ACL and was kind of back on the bench. So it was, uh, you know, I don't know if it would have mattered either way. Maybe I would have got in and, and tore my ACL. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely a, a tough position because that was right when uh, you know I won my I won that fight, watched Fervola win his contender series fight to get in the UFC, mm-hmm. and then I tore my ACL shortly after that. So that was a that was definitely a long road back, and um, you know I I, I always kind of had that mentality that as long as I kept as long as I kept training as hard as I trained, um, you know with the right guys, the right coaches, I knew that eventually as long as I kept doing what I was doing, I, I was going to get in. Yeah, absolutely, and I know it's. We just missed. I think it was three years to the day of Matt's fight. Um, you know, getting mm-hmm. into the UFC. So how is it? How exciting is it that you guys get to fight on this card together? You know, you've been training together for countless years. You know, blood, sweat, tears. You can use any acronym or any cliche you want mm-hmm. to, but really, you guys have put in so much work together. How exciting is it for the two of you to be on this card together? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's really a dream come true, man. We we started training together at at, at Gracie Tampa South in 2010. Uh, you know, we fought together a few times as amateurs on the same card. Um, then we fought together as a pro once before on the same card, and uh, now to uh, to both be in, in in the big leagues, you know, to be at the highest level, 
And uh, Matt Arroyo has a lot to do with that. And it's actually his birthday today. So happy birthday, Matt. He's 38. You know, I got to see him earlier. And, uh, yeah, it's just a dream come true, man. And uh, we're both finally, you know, all that hard work has finally paid off. And we're actually getting paid for, uh, paid decently for the work that we've put in. And I think that's the best part. So happy, you know, like you said, shout out to Matt Arroyo. I saw the happy birthday. I was going to bring that up, but, you know, you kind of beat me to it. And he is kind of an essential part of your career. So I guess you would, uh, I'll allow it this time. So, <laughs> so talk about Arroyo's involvement in your life. Like you said, you know, you came to him, you said you wanted to be a world champion. You know, how has this, you know, has the training been different this time around besides being selective and kind of always, you know, having it in the back of your mind? Or has it just been business as usual and you guys have, you know, found a way to make it work? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty much business as usual. You know, we've had uh, this is my thirty first fight. Um, you know, dating back to amateurs and and, and pros now, so we kind of know the deal. We know the routine. You know, he knows when uh, he thinks I have like a split personality because sometimes I'm in a really good mood, and uh, sometimes I'm just pissed off because you know whether I'm cutting weight or I'm exhausted or whatever. Which I think you kind of have to be. You know, it's not all it's not all you know uh, you know signing autographs and you know being on ESPN and stuff. Sometimes it's just tough fighting we're just beating the shit out of each other so <laughs> he's a he's a huge part of my career and i'm very thankful to have him and, and it's just business as usual you know we know what you know he knows what i'm capable of and i know his guidance and he's he's always looking out for me so we we both trust each other in that sense and and that has to be an essential part of it you see a lot of the times you know fighters are cross training a lot more you know matt being one of them you know the time up in new york the time down here but you'll see that the family connection is there, that there's a real bond between them. It's not just, I'm trying to get a different look, I need to change something. You really have that focus. So, you know, is that something you feel, um, you know, you should be doing more, or do you feel that Arroyo basically has just about everything you need over there at GTS? Yeah, I think overall, um, I think we got what we need. I've heard, I heard, a, I went back home to Buffalo, and I was talking to one of my friends, and he was like, oh, yeah, one this guy that uh, he, he saw you fight, and he said that, uh, you know, Billy needs to go to a, a big training camp or this or that. And uh, as much as I think it's important to cross-train, you know, which I love cross-training. You know, I've gone out to California, trained with Team Alpha Male. Mm -hmm. I've trained at, at Law MMA with, with Fervola and all those guys. And uh, I do think that's important. But overall, I, I think um, I'm satisfied with the camp that we have, my coaches. You know, Dan Rawlings is a great Muay Thai coach, Adam Cantor wrestling. Uh, Matt is an overall great coach, jiu-jitsu coach, and, and a good mind for the sport. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what I got right here. And I, it wasn't it wasn't any disrespect to Arroyo. It's just you see so many people doing it. Um, and, you know, I've been able, you know, again, had the pleasure of meeting Arroyo, you know, being around that group of people. And I just remember sitting with him, Rob Kahn, and Hoist Gracie. And they're making fun of Hoist. And I was like, you guys can't do that. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But it was that, that family, that camaraderie. And they really believe. And, you know, Matt's put a lot of time into you. So how important is that to you um, that you know he's been able to devote that much time and that he continues to, you know, help you get to your goal? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's it's him putting the time in and it's me showing up. <laughs> it's, you know, it's uh, – I've showed up every day and I've listened to him. And uh, of course we've gotten in our fights, just kind of like family members, like brothers. And, uh, you know, they bust my balls just like Hoyt's. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
And, uh, you know, he, he said he was going to help me get to the UFC, and he did. So, um, you know, he knows I'm rocking with him, and I got his back, and he's got mine. Well, yeah, and coming up, like I said, this is your fourth fight, you know, since last year. And you're, in, you know, with the UFC. So has it changed your mindset at all, you know, other than the focus on becoming the champion? Have You know, has it kicked in that you're just like, I did it, I'm here, like, this is it? Or is it just, I go in there, I get my job done, move on to the next one, get me that belt? Yeah, um, I, I think we got to be a little more, we're kind of a little more strategic with how we fight. You know, I want to be an exciting fighter at the end of the day. I don't want to be one of these guys that like, it would, I, I've been lucky enough to have a pretty exciting style. I joke that uh, I'm not good enough at wrestling to make it boring. You know, like I'm not good <laughs> enough like Houston, that I'm not just going to go out there and hold you down the whole fight. And, and it's not really my style anyway. I want to make it a, an exciting fight, but we definitely think about that. Um, we probably, we haven't had this happen yet. We haven't really turned down any fights yet, but I probably, you know, the, the matchups are kind of important because you want those exciting fights. You know, you want to be remembered and you only have so many chances, you know, you only fight three times a year. If that sometimes, you know, especially with injuries and everything. So, um, luckily everyone that they've offered us has been exciting fights and, and we've made them exciting. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same mindset. We're getting paid a lot more now, but, you know, I've always, uh, even early on as an amateur, this was always the goal. So I always treated each, each, even like the amateur fights, I treat them like pro fights, you know, always making sure my weight's on point, eating the right things and, uh, doing the right things to prepare myself to, for a victory. Well, yeah, and you got, you know, a little, it's a little, it was a little personal with Carlisle, I think, just for Tampa, uh, just because he had that fight with, uh, Alon Cruz. Didn't really go mm -hmm. Alon's way. Um, I felt like that was almost like a Tampa retribution. That might just be me looking at it that way, just because I know both of you, you know, and I also live in Tampa, so that makes things a lot easier. So mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely, yeah, it it was uh, it was definitely a little personal. You know, I'm good friends with Alon, and he was talking a little bit of shit about Alon, and then he was talking shit about me. So uh, I had no problem. He's still my least favorite opponent that I've had. I had no problem beating him. I would fight him again. <laughs> every single day uh no problem but uh yeah you know it's part of the fight game and, and i knew i was going to go through this in the ufc because it, it is entertaining and you got to give him credit because he's he's made a name for himself being this wild you know goofy character mm -hmm. and uh I, I was happy to get that win for sure well and it was it was in a it was an amazing fight and it really was and it's you know it's not one of those moments where i'm just saying that because it's you on the show but it was a really good fight because it showed grit it showed determination it showed like kind of digging deep and kind of dealing with like you said a wild crazy person you know a wild style that doesn't always go so well when somebody tries to shut that down you know we've seen it time and time mm -hmm. again where somebody goes ah, i'm prepared for this and it, it doesn't go their way so that definitely was of course showing people that just because you're wild and crazy the technique has to be there the the mindset has to be there and the skill set has to be there like you said I like. Uh, I think I'm going to use that from now on. I'm not good enough at wrestling to make it boring. <laughs> it's true. I think that's the best. So, you know, we talk a lot about fight game, fight game, fight game, but there are other aspects of your life. So I want you to talk a little bit more about what you're doing not when you're fighting. So, you know, obviously you're not going to the gym 24-7. You're not doing that. So what are what are the things that are keeping you going through the day and have kept you going really through... Again, I try not to talk about the pandemic, but it's there's no way around it anymore. Um, so, you know, what are your day-to-day -day activities looking like, and what's you know what's keeping you busy outside of fights? 
Yeah, man. I mean, because this pandemic, it's uh, not not a whole lot, uh, <laughs> you know, especially because I, I basically went from a training camp back into another training camp. Um, I was lucky to uh, go home back to Buffalo for a few days uh, a couple weeks ago uh, to see my family. So I love, uh, you know, I, I love going back home. Um, and uh, yeah, just basically, dude, not a whole lot, man. Um, I've been, uh, I still teach private lessons now and then to like basically teach people self-defense and jiu-jitsu. And uh, I like going for like bike rides around here and running around here and just staying in good shape. Um, and yeah, that's, it's a good question, man. This pandemic has uh, really slowed things down. Um, I actually just bought this house when, or basically put money down on this house. I don't know if the bank still owns it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hey, that and, still counts uh, as owning the house, kind of. Yeah, I still, I, I technically, I, 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 you know. Listen, I own my car, but the bank owns my car, so. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, we bought this house. So I've been doing a lot of remodeling here. Uh, we, we, put, we built a shed in the back. And uh, just, you know, just, just trying to improve my life in uh, every aspect, you know, reading books and, you know, trying to avoid TV uh, as much as I can, which I'm going to try to watch this last contender series fight. I'm, I'm rooting for uh, Dennis Bazooka from Law. Hopefully we can catch that one. And, uh, and that's pretty much it, man. Just uh, I'm kind of staying focused on this goal, and it's, uh, it's kind of hard to, to let loose. You know, I go out to, of course, go out to dinner with my friends and go on the boat and everything. But right now, it's uh, you know, I got a mission at hand, and it's not over yet. So um, there's really not uh, a whole lot of things going on besides getting ready for these fights. Well, and being a homeowner changes everything. Um, mm-hmm. And it really, like you said, you've got a primary focus, but now you've got you know somewhere to call home. You like you said, doing the renovations. It's something to keep you busy. It's something that's safe. It's something that's not putting you at risk of you know being involved with anybody or running into Absolutely, anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really actually a huge thing, and I think that's what everybody's doing. You know, when it came down to it, you know, this podcast is because of the pandemic. It's because I had to start working from home, cleaned out the spare room, and decided to turn it into, you know, doing this. So I feel like hopefully everybody during this has done something outside of their comfort zone, has done something new. Like you said, buying a house. It's kind of a big deal. You know, not a lot of people can say they've been able to do that during these hard times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's been it was kind of weird timing. We we actually bought it like right like the same week this like COVID was on unfolding, and so we were basically on like house arrest. Me and my fiance were on like house arrest once we moved in. So like it was kind of like you know we were stuck at this new house, so we we had a lot of time to kind of get it <laughs> up to speed. And but now it's like all right now 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 it's okay to to go back out there once this uh, training camp's over. Yeah, absolutely. And you like you said, eleven days out. And, you know, one thing I kind of want to touch on, you said talking about weight cuts and how important they were. And having a catchweight fight versus, you know, your normal weight of 145, would you prefer to fight more fights at 150? Or do you want to, to stick at that uh, that 145 or just kind of play it by ear? Um, I could definitely, 145 is definitely my weight class. Uh, for that fight, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really have like a regular training camp. So I didn't really put on the right amount of size. Like I didn't gain five pounds of muscle during that training camp. So I was really just a 45er that didn't cut those last few pounds. So I would definitely be up for it because, you know, everyone hates cutting weight. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely be up for fights at 150. But uh, right now, you know, for my frame, I'm I'm a 145er for sure. Yeah, and, and, and of course Matt's not on here to challenge you to a fight and say he's the better fighter. So, you know, if... If for any reason there was a situation where you and Matt had to fight, 
Would it be at fifty five? Because I don't think he can cut to forty five. <laughs> yeah, he um, yeah, he's not he's not cutting any lower than that. We I would fight Matt at fifty five, no problem. <laughs> How does that fight end? With my hand getting raised. <laughs> I never no, asked that question. With us, hopefully, with uh, we the only we always joke, uh, you know, because we we beat the crap out of each other all the time. Uh, it wouldn't it would never happen unless they wrote some pretty big checks. But we would have no problem. You know, with the uh, at the end of the day, we're uh, we we both really helped each helped each other get to this point. So it's you know it's just another fight. Who cares? I think it would be hard in the in the moment to be like, you know, trying to do things you know he didn't teach you or you didn't teach him. So I think that'd be probably the hardest part of it. But there are times, you know, in the UFC we've seen it time and time again where teammates have to fight each other, and it's always a very strange fight because I don't think I've ever seen a competitive fight when it comes to that. I feel like a lot of those teammate fights are one-sided, and you kind of see who got what from who. You know, who learned what they did. So hopefully it never comes to that, but it was a question I had, and I didn't want to get rid of it. So <laughs> so coming out 11 days, how are we feeling right now, and what do you feel for Nelson uh, is going to be your biggest um, you know, advantage over him or the biggest thing you have to, I don't want to say worry about, but keep notice on uh when it comes to this fight uh yeah he's uh you know he, he's pretty well rounded and he's super explosive early in the fights um but i think i definitely have a lot of advantages and i think the way this training camp has gone i i feel really comfortable with this fight um you know of course it's a fist fight anything can happen so i think if i can avoid making any big mistakes early because he's really explosive early on um, I think I can, um, you know, kind of take over the fight as it goes on. And who knows, I can even, you know, I'm, I'm very capable of finishing the fight early on as well as I've done in, in several other fights. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, you know, you brought it up after getting to talk to DC and saying, you know, correcting him on the name, which was a bold move. I really did love that, by the way. Um, yeah, me and DC are boys. He, he, he knows I'm just messing with him. And he doesn't get it wrong, just other people are getting it wrong, so it's all good. Well, and there's one thing, and I'm just going to say it because it comes up, but the guillotine. Frank Mir has always called it a guillotine, and it drove me insane. But it was one of those things where just sometimes if people don't know or people have a way of saying it, that's going to be the way to do it. So I'm going to shift gears on there and talk about DC as a person because everybody gets to see DC as the fighter, DC as the commentator, but... You know, have you been able to kind of build a relationship with him, or is it just kind of a, a professional? You know, you guys, him calling the fights and and things like that. Yeah, um, I've only I've uh, you know he's commentated my my last two fights, and I I got a chance to sit down with him both times. Um, before the fight, we actually meet with the commentators just so they can like kind of pick our brains a little bit. So right. I've gotten a chance to have you know two two twenty minute conversations with him. Uh, you know, 20 minutes plus where we were just kind of kind of shooting the shit a little bit. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. We're not, like, you know, good friends, but he knows he knows me. And, and uh, I, I get excited when I see guys like that because that's the type of thing I'm trying to accomplish in my life. And I, I think that's a cool point that you just brought up because I've been interviewing guys for a decade. And no one's ever told me the commentators and the fighters have conversations. So what are those conversations yeah. like? Um and, 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 oh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, fight week. They um, they always they call us down. I think usually on Wednesday or Thursday, and we basically just sit in a room and uh, 
the first fight, I think it was me, Paul Felder, John Anik, and DC. And we basically just sit down and, and talk to them. And then this this last fight, it was uh, Brandon Fitzgerald, DC, Bisbing, and then there was a couple other like reporters there. Um, and you basically just sit in a room and they ask you questions and you kind of bullshit a little bit and uh, they kind of learn about you and they ask you how, how you think the fight's going to go, what do you know about your opponent, yada, yada, yada. And uh, a lot of times they use that in the uh, in the commentary. And that's fascinating because I never put that together that that could actually be a possibility. So, you know, that first time you had to do that, was that a strange experience for you to just sit in the room and, and be like, okay, like what what are you asking? Like what's I just want to fight, you know, in a couple of days. No, not really. It's just, just like any other interview. It's just, uh, you know, they're kind of – I, I actually like them a lot more because, you know, I got so much respect for these guys like Paul Felder and DC and Bisbing and John Anik and Brendan, Brendan and, and Laura Sanko and all them. So it's, you know, just a fun interview. I never I never mind doing it. Was there any weird question or something that you were like, whoa, why are you asking that? Um, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I don't. It's it's not really weird. It's just uh, it's just like conversations, you know. And we're all fighters, or, you know. Most of the people in there are fighters, or you know, like John Anik is, you know, a pros pro. So it's never really weird. They just you know, kind of, kind of, kind of ask us like how we think it's going to go, and and that's that. It's just that just blew my mind. And there's not a lot of things about the fight game anymore because watching it for so long there's always things that excite you and i feel like you know you frivola everybody on this contender series dana is signing people left and right this year um mm-hmm. and him signing just a couple weeks ago cheyenne base again another person from tampa she might not be in tampa now but that's that's where i saw her fight it's where i've got to see you fight frivola mm-hmm. uh you know there's so many of you guys coming out so how do you feel about this new kind of influx of talent and how you know eventually it's going to push you know the veterans out. They're gonna they're gonna go their way, and then it's going to kind of make room for for you guys to come up. Yeah, and uh, super happy for Cheyenne. She looked uh, she looked great in that fight. And uh, yeah, I'm not really I'm not really thinking about it too much because I'm you know I'm looking up. I'm looking at you know the top guys in the division. You know I've already been for a year. I'm two and zero. Oh, so you know more power to him. I know as long as I just keep winning and keep putting on exciting fights that, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to avoid that chopping block and, you know, fight for world championships and, and fight on pay-per-views and stuff. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm happy for all the, the young, the young guys that they're signing. I know how hungry they are and, uh, it, it, it just motivates me to keep working hard and, uh, you know, keep winning fights. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel the contender series is a real proving ground. I think, you know, you've been on both. You've done ultimate fighter. You did contender series. You know, for you, if you had to pick one of the two to go through over again, knowing what you know now, you know, would you tell people go through the Ultimate Fighter, or would you tell them try to get to the Contender Series, you know, and just make your mark? Yeah, definitely, definitely the Contender Series, man. The uh, the Ultimate Fighter is is good, and it was a it was a good learning lesson. And you know, every single day, you know, I got to hang out with Uriah Faber and, and all the guys at Team Alpha Male. But uh, it wasn't really it – w- it was long and drawn out. And since – you know, even when I got eliminated, I was still there for another, like, two weeks. Mm. And uh, it's just a long, drawn-out process where the contender series is like, you know, one week, you're there, boom, you fight once, you're either in or out. And uh, I like that. I thought cleaner, and uh, you don't have to spend so much time, you know, living with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a way – a good way to look at it. And I, I knew the answer. 
nobody's going to say they want to go through eight weeks of doing that and have to fight, fight, mm-hmm. fight. Um, you know, especially with... Definitely harder. Yeah, especially with the constant weight cuts. I can't imagine that was easy. Um, especially being away from training partners and, you know, coaches, everything else. So, um, definitely. Yeah, had, not, no, not easy. So, hopefully, you know, by the end of the year, if we have another fight, we have some crowds. So, are you looking, mm-hmm. you know, I know you said you wanted to fight in front of a big crowd, and you've been doing these, you know, fighting in front of little to no crowd at this point. Is it a different kind of energy that's that's in that arena, or have you just gotten used to it now that you've done it a couple times? Yeah, I'm I'm used to the uh, you know the small crowds fighting at the apex. Um, I can't wait to fight in front of you know I basically been training all this time to get in the UFC to fight in front of you know that fifteen thousand twenty thousand person crowd. I got the chance to fight at least once in front of DC you know, or in front of you know in the the Washington DC crowd, mm-hmm. which was you know that was a, a dream come true, and uh, I'll always cherish that, but. I, yeah, I can't wait to fight back in front of a crowd. I didn't think it was going to take that long. You know, after my last fight, I said I want to fight in front of a crowd, but I didn't think it would take this long. So, of course, I'm going to fight again. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 strange that this is the conversations we're having. A year ago, you and I, this would not be even a conversation. You know, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, the crowd. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I feel like hopefully the support of fans from afar – um, the support of family, the support of coaches is something that's enough of a driving force to keep fighters going. And I feel like we've seen a lot of really good fights come during this pandemic when all of the sports had been shut down, basically. Yeah, yeah, they've been great fights and uh, it's given us a lot of exposure being, you know, one of the only, uh, you know, the sports happening for a while and being on, you know, ESPN. It's been it's been great in that sense. But of course, man, I want to, you know, get in front of that big crowd. Oh, absolutely. Everybody does. So, you know, now everything's kind of trickling back in, but I feel like MMA is not a seasonal sport. It's not football. It's not hockey. You know, we have the NHL, you know, the Stanley Cup playoffs going on, and the Stanley Cup champions for 2019 are going to be crowned when the season for 2020 should have started. So that was my little pedestal for hockey. So (laughs) go Bolts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. They're They're looking good so far. That was one of the most nerve-wracking games I've watched in a very long time. And I watched that five-overtime game, so that tells you something. There you go. So, here we are, you know, coming up on this fight. It seems like you're not the kind of guy who's looking too far ahead. And I really have to respect that, because you are young and hungry. But you're not saying, you know, fight number one, I'm going to fight for the championship next. I'm going to fight for the championship next. You've slowly kind of moved your way up, but you've let people know who you are um, and even have a win over, you know, a current UFC guy in Kama Worthy long time ago, you know, early mm-hmm. in your pro career. So, you know, how do you keep that mindset of just, you know, tortoise in the hair, slow and steady wins the race here? Um. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, that's, uh, I'm, I'm, Maybe I am ready to fight for, you know, a top 15 guy, but it really doesn't do much for my, doesn't really do much. You know, at this point, they're not going to, you know, you don't get paid a bunch extra to fight these guys yet. So I might as well take out other guys who are where I'm at, two, three, four fights into the UFC. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make my mark when I'm ready. And, and I want to kind of build up that highlight reel. And uh, there's some guys that are, are getting, you know, closer to that, that, you know, win this fight. And, and uh, I think I'm ready for that, that next jump. Yeah, and I think this will be a huge a huge one, too. Like I said, we don't know if it's actually the co-main event, so if somebody wants to fact-check me later, um, 
I mean, that's what it says. So, you know, and who knows where you are in the card. But I also like that you said, I don't have to be the main event. I don't have to be the co-main event. I don't care if I'm on the prelims. I don't care. I'm in the UFC. I'm doing what I wanted to do. I'm doing what I said I was going to do. Um, so, you know, with that being said, Matt's fight's coming up. And it's, I didn't even realize this until now. Uh, but it looks like, where are we at here? Uh, it looks like Kama is actually fighting on the same card too. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, he just got pushed back to this one too. So uh, hopefully we can all still fight on the same card because I think he's got pushed back either because of an injury or because of COVID too. So they're doing that a lot. It's unfortunate that a lot of people are testing positive, but uh, that's what we live in right now. And it is unfortunate because you see that so many times. We had the, the Kutaliba fight. Um, I'm probably butchering his name, but that got pushed off for like the third time. And you see it, but the yeah. UFC is doing something very interesting where they're just saying, all right, we're just going to move this two weeks. You know, we're going to move this back a week, see what happens. You know, I know, I think in one of the broadcasts, they said how many tests they had done just for Fight Island. And it was outlandish how many tests um, had been done. And I think they only ended up with one positive, I think it was one positive fighter and one positive cornerman. So. Obviously, they were taking all the right precautions there. Mm-hmm. So, really, when it comes down to it, I hate asking this, but I'm going to ask you because you kind of seem like the kind of person who would like to answer it. Besides getting your hand raised, how does this fight end with Nelson? Um, probably, probably he's probably going to get knocked out. We'll see, but you know, I don't want to make too many predictions because there's there's a lot of different ways it can go. Really, depending on how he wants to play it, I, I you know, I just plan on putting on a great show uh you know i'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu and i got pretty good hands so i can you know he can pick his poison if he wants to grapple we could definitely grapple if he if he tries to be super aggressive he could you know it could backfire on him so i think uh there's a lot of different ways the fight can go and uh i don't really care i just you know i gotta i gotta go in there and get a finish and that's what i plan on doing Did, didn't we get that that black belt uh recently uh kilburn fight <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got in the Kilborn fight. I've been grappling since, you know, 2009. So it's, uh, I, I, I've, you know, put in the work on the mats and, you know, I put in the work before I got signed to the UFC. So now whoever they give me, I feel like I'm ready for. Yeah, and I feel like that's a nice thing to, to come into because a lot of fighters don't always have the well roundedness. They don't really have, you know, when they get to the UFC, that might be a good striker, might have some jujitsu. They might be a black belt in jujitsu and judo, but, Maybe not so much in the hands. So do you feel like having those 11 years of BJJ experience and, first of all, getting a black belt in 11 years under Matt Arroyo is it's pretty impressive as well. So kudos to you there. Um, do you feel like that's important and has been a definite benefit to your particular style and your career at this point, um, having that much of a the experience with the jiu-jitsu? Yeah, um, yeah. I, at the end of the day, you know, that was my fir- my first martial art. So, um, anytime the the fight goes to the mat, I'm I feel comfortable there. Um, but I really like I like striking too. So, um, you know, I, it's I, I basically put the work in everywhere. So, no matter where the fight goes, uh, I feel pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I I've basically tried to say this on every show, but I got my blue belt like two months ago. So I'm excited <laughs> too. Like... Congrats, congrats, bud. Like you said, put in that work, and it was it's very strange to just have that that moment. So I know I had it going from white to blue, 
was there a moment the first role you had as a black belt where everything was just where it clicked where like things changed in your mind or was it the same role with just a different color belt no yeah i felt the same i you know i i just felt that uh you know that um i don't really think the belt color matter matters as much it's just kind of a reminder that you know you've you've done enough to for other people to say that that's your worth but you know i still get submitted all the time i i submit people all the time i get choked all the time just like everyone else it really doesn't really make a difference uh you know you still gotta you know continue to i keep learning i'm still learning new stuff every day and, and every month so um it's cool to be a black belt and to say you're a black belt but it doesn't mean anything you know you could still take two months off and, and get your ass kicked so it is what it is and I, the way i look at it is a, a black belt can always forget something a white belt just learned absolutely um and you see that so many times and i again you're way too humble for this interview you're, way, <laughs> you're just like yeah black belt whatever ufc okay yeah but it's that's the kind of person you are and you're the same person in person as you are in the cage as you are right now and I can attest to that. And I really love that kind of style. We have too many fighters who are too keen on, you know, being that ridiculous person or complaining about how a fight went or this or that. And I feel like no matter what happens, you know, you're the kind of person who's going to keep their head up. You won't make excuses. And I think that's part of the training that you have. But I also think that's part of your, your mindset and the personality that you, that you carry on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. I know that was a I th- lot. Yeah, I yeah, I try to yeah, I try to you know, I try to be humble. You know, you know how it is being you know a blue belt that you know we've all gotten our ass kicked before, and uh, uh, you know I'm no better than anyone else you know out there. So that's uh, it's pretty easy for me to to be humble. And I think that's the most important part right there is that what you just said. You know, anybody can beat anybody on any given day, whether it's a fight, whether it's jujitsu. Take the belts off and let two people roll not knowing what belt they are. They're going to roll differently because they're not going to have that pre-existing, you know, it's kind of like if you fought somebody who, you know, who would beat you before, if that's all you're thinking about, you're not going to be able to perform the you know the best way you were. You losing eight years ago was not the same person who's winning tomorrow, you know. For sure, man. So I really love that. So... Take the moment. I know with the UFC, we've got Reebok on its way out, which I'm excited about. No offense if Reebok's listening. I'm sure they are. Um, And Venom coming through next year. So talk about the sponsors that you do have, you know, the people that are getting you through your day-to-day. And then talk about, you know, what it's like to, you know, really, you're fighting. You're getting paid, like you said, decent amount. um, And not having to really worry about, you know, a job through the pandemic at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, my, um, my sponsors are great. I got a bunch of guys here in Tampa, uh, you know, Driven, Southern Tire, uh, Troy Regano is a, a huge help. All the guys at Driven, um, C- uh, Live Alive, CBD, they're really helping me out. Everyone at Gracie Tampa South, they all help me out. And, uh, yeah, it's, I still work, you know, I still train, I still coach at the gym and train. And uh, I, I make sure I put the work in every day. And uh, I'm super thankful for all them. And even Reebok, you know, a lot of people rag on them, but you know they've they've helped me out too they've they've given us decent money and and given us free you know a ton of free stuff which is cool and uh i don't think you know the lack of pay is necessarily reebok's fault as it is the type of deal that deal that they have 
So, uh, you know, I'm even thankful for them, too. I, I got a bunch of free Reebok stuff, and, you know, Nike never, Nike's never given me anything. Adidas never given me anything. So uh, <laughs> I'm super happy with that. See, I like it. Again, even defending. Like, I'm now I'm just baiting you. I'm like, maybe he'll say something. Maybe. <laughs> Um, no, I'm excited for I'm excited for Venom. You know, I think uh, having a martial arts company in in the mix is good. Uh, but uh, Reebok's been nothing but good to me too. So, it is what it is with that too. Well, I appreciate it, man. So, anybody who's noticed, there's a new pin. I've got to really get better at this. Uh, so, my good buddy uh, actually started his own beard oil company, and now that I see you have some facial hair, we might have to talk. Uh, so, we have La go. Barba Cubano. Let's see if it actually shows up in there. Maybe it'll. Uh, uh. And if you guys go and check them out and use Radbeard, R-A-D-B-E-A-R-D, you get 10% off your order. Um, I actually went full white girl and got the pumpkin. And it's, dude, it's amazing. Like, it smells so good. And it wafted into my car and I shut the door. I went back out like 20 minutes later. It was still in there. So it's like a bonus air freshener when you're right at it. So thank you again for taking the time. Again, Billy Q, better than Matt Frivola, just because I'm going to give him crap for not being on the show. <laughs> only only I could call out UFC fighters. And yes, you and Matt are UFC fighters, which is even more exciting because I've watched both of you go through the ranks. I've watched both of you fight on low shows, high shows. I've watched you go through highs and lows, you know. And getting to talk to you and getting to know more about you over the years has just been awesome, so... I do really appreciate and thank you for your time. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no problem, Matt. Thank, dude, thank, thank you so much for having me, man. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you again soon, man. I'll, I'll talk to you after this next fight. Well, absolutely. So thanks to Combat Press for setting this up. Epic Jits Tees for making our shirt. Uh, you can go to epicjitstees.com. Use promo code QUIGS. That's Q-U-I-G-G-S. Get your own shirt just like me. There's also got some really cool ones on there, including a Trash Panda shirt, which everybody knows Trash Pandas aka raccoons and uh geese is just hysterical so you got to check it out so billy thank you so much i look forward to win number what is that nine coming up nine in a row uh yeah yeah nine in a row. <laughs> so looking for that win number nine get that hand raised and make sure everybody knows it's billy corintillo not corintillo all right my man take care all right thanks man